and welcome to Don't Die Before You're Dead. I am your host, Mary McCartney, and this is where we talk about all things related to living the life you were meant to live. To live your life fully each and every day, to maximize your enjoyment, to do what you can. One of the things that I've been thinking about lately is about regret. And of course, one of my messages is about avoiding ending up living in the land of regret, because we all know that that's not a fit place to live. And yet books have been written about how the elderly feel when they are towards their golden years and realize that they've missed out on some things. Maybe they waited too long. Maybe they just decided that they couldn't do it. It was too late. They missed the boat. And then suddenly they find themselves looking back thinking, what if? Well, when is the best time to avoid the what if? Well, I'm here to say with my experience that the best time is always now. Now is all we've got for sure. And if you're living fully each and every day, and at the end of the day, you lay your head down on your pillow and say, you know, today was a really good day. You might not have accomplished everything you wanted to, and that's okay. Very few of us really do. Do you have that darn to-do list? And do you find at the end of the day that sometimes you didn't do what was on the list, but you did do a whole lot of other things? And then are you like me? Do you add some things to your to-do list just so you can cross them off? At least you get a sense of accomplishment. But now is the time that we have. So something came up the other day that struck me as rather odd. I was visiting one of my boys and he was telling me about an experience that he had at work with one of his colleagues who had told him a story. And basically this colleague of his had missed out on some things. And my son looked at me and he said, you know, mom, he says, um, really that was regret in the making. And I thought, what a profound statement, regret in the making. There is that moment in time when, yes, we make those decisions that we later regret. And I got thinking about how that's very prevalent and we understand that and we even admit to it in our youth. Have you ever said, um, I know I'm going to regret this later? I think many of us have. I know I certainly have. More so when I was younger. But as we get older, We get busy with life. We get busy with our routines. We have work. We have home. We have whatever we can eke out in terms of recreation and pleasure. And sure, this year has been particularly tough where we've been stuck at home and locked down and not being able to see those that we love. And there's going to be a lot of regrets there, but not real regrets because it wasn't of our doing. I believe that the regrets should be related to the choices that we make, not things that are beyond our control. Can I regret not experiencing birthday parties and celebrations with my family and friends? Well, if it's COVID related, no, I can't because I had no control. But can I regret things when I make the wrong decision? Absolutely. Getting back to my son's story, And his statement about regret in the making. Are we aware that that's what we might be doing? 
my experience has been that other people would suggest that perhaps we don't do things. Have you ever been told by a friend that you shouldn't do something? I know I have. In fact, one of the circumstances that hit me was when my husband and I decided to buy a sailboat. And we had friends saying, oh, you shouldn't do that. We were you know, not quite seniors, but we were getting on up there. And the common belief was that maybe it was a little late for us to start a new adventure like that. Well, I'm here to tell you that I'm glad we didn't listen, that we did go out and buy this sailboat and we did enjoy many, many years on the water together. And now that he's not with me, I am so glad I have those memories. Would I ever having those memories? Maybe I wouldn't even know what I was missing, if you know what I mean. Um, how do you know what you're missing if you haven't done it? It's that, you know, it's kind of a circular argument, I think. But I don't miss the time spent with my husband because we did do that. We did spend all the time. We did not put things off. Eckhart Tolle says to give up waiting as a state of mind. When you catch yourself slipping into waiting, snap out of it. Come into the present moment. Just be and enjoy being. If we had waited till later, and now I sit here as a widow and it's later, yes, I'd have those regrets. Daily, we need to look at the decisions that we make and make those decisions based on the moment, our enjoyment now and not waiting. There's nothing to be guaranteed by putting things off till later. How would you recognize regret in the making? I don't know, except that some decisions are monumental and we know that they deserve all the attention we can give and we, we spend time really processing it and thinking it through and, and weighing all the pros and cons and whatever decision-making tool we have. Those are the ones that trip us up. It's the little things. And the little things do add up over time if we get to the place where we continuously put things off. We procrastinate. Maybe we're perfectionists at heart and we think, well, we're not good enough yet. It takes more practice. It takes more time. We can't do something right now. What can we do to live our lives fully every day so that we don't end up with those regrets? Personally, I think we need to become very conscious, very aware, not to get caught up in living the hamster wheel life, but to recognize that every day is an opportunity to make a memory, to share with family and friends, and to do the best we can, not necessarily just for everybody else. Self-care is a big thing these days. If we're looking after ourselves, there's a good chance that we'll make decisions that are going to serve us as well. It's a fine line between being selfish and looking after ourselves, the self-care. People get tripped up on that all the time. I hear it a lot. Well, if I go and do that, then I'm just being selfish. If you are choosing to do things at the expense of other people, then perhaps they might have a case. But if you're doing things for yourself, 
for self-development, self-improvement. How can anyone argue that they're not going to benefit by you being a better, fuller person? It's, it's a big thought. If you are constantly serving others at the neglect of yourself, you aren't growing, you aren't fulfilling your purpose in life, your meaning in life. And if you're not happy, you know what they say, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Well, you know, that's a bit of a, you know, a ha-ha statement and we might joke about that. But in reality, in order to be the best person for everyone in our lives, we need to be the best person for ourselves. So some of the decisions that might be facing you might very well have to do with becoming the best person you can become. Maybe it's something like I did. I went back to university at 40. Well, <laughs> no, I didn't really go back. I had I was a high school dropout. I never went back. I started university and graduated with my uh, Bachelor of Arts degree and my Bachelor of Education degree. And I was a single parent raising four boys. Was that selfish for me to do that? No, it was an educated decision that although I incurred a lot of debt to do that, the outcome was having a teaching career that would provide a better income for my, my family. But I also understood afterwards that by my becoming a fuller, richer person, I was a better mom. I was a better employee. I became a teacher. I believe I became a better educator in that I brought more to the table with my students because of the experiences I had prior to going to school. But I also served as an example. Each of my boys will tell others that they were very proud of me and thought that what I had done in achieving a university education under those circumstances was something they thought a great deal of. They admired my ability to go do that. Maybe that's not your thing. What is your thing? Maybe you want to learn a new skill. Maybe you would like to do a new activity. I have a podcast guest up and coming shortly that did a phenomenal feat of walking over 500 kilometers. And I hope you'll join me in a couple of weeks when he is on my podcast because he did it for great reasons. Um, he, it was a charity. It was um, a fundraiser and he raised a lot of money. But to talk to him now about what he as a person gained out of it, you need to come and, and listen to that because it, it's really an incredible story. Our own personal development can only serve others as well as ourselves. And we don't get to the place where, you know, maybe we're 80, whatever, sitting on the porch, rocking in a rocking chair and thinking, Oh, how I wished I had gone to school. Oh, how I wished I'd learned to play the piano. Oh, I wished, I wished, I wished. There are a lot of things that wishing won't bring about. Oh, I wish I'd win the lottery. Well, you know, there are a lot of people who won the lottery and 
statistics tell us that within a couple of years, they are as broke, if not more broke than when they started, because sudden wealth does not automatically bring about sudden education on how to handle those finances. But wishing is fun, but wishing doesn't make it so. Action makes it so. Decisive action. Each day as we go about our daily routine, it's good to become conscious and aware of what it is we are actually doing. I think often about the experience of driving a car. Remember when you learned and how precise we needed to be and how conscious we were of everything? Looking over our left shoulder, making sure we signaled, checking our rear view mirror, all the things that we really had to consciously think about where our hands were placed on the wheel. Well, if you're like me, many years later after of driving, much of that is very automatic. There's not a lot of conscious thought in where to place our hands, not the deliberate action. Habit has made it so that it's just natural for us to do, hopefully, the right thing and be handling the wheel appropriately. It's easy to get caught up in our day-to-day -day routines that, in many cases, we're running on automatic pilot. Automatic. No real thinking involved. And we do this for a long time, and suddenly something happens that might cause us to reflect. Reflecting can get lost in the hubbub of day-to-day -day routines. There's so much going on. There's so much busyness. How many times do you tell people you're busy? How many times do people tell you they're busy? We're all busy, busy, busy. But are we consciously busy doing the things that are going to make this one life we have to live meaningful, purposeful, satisfying, without regret? So back to my original question, what does a regret happening in the moment look like? Do we recognize it? Something to think about. Are we giving our decisions enough weight? Are we considering them? If we're caught up in the hamster wheel and we find out, wow, it's this day, one year from when you said that you were going to attempt something, change something, try something new. And it's a year later and you're still saying, Oh, yeah, I was going to do that, wasn't I? Oh, well, I'll do it this year. One year from now, will you look back and say what you're saying today? Are the regrets happening day by day by day? Now, in, just before I, I wrap this up, I guess one of the considerations might be, do you want it badly enough? You might think you do. You might say on a regular basis, oh, I would like to do this. But do you really? If there's no effort and there's no action, how badly do you want it? 
that in itself might be a regret later that, wow, I didn't want it badly enough, so I didn't do anything. And look, look at that time I wasted. My challenge to you is to become more aware. One life, your life. If you make decisions based on what your friends say, they're not the ones that are going to end up with the regrets, are they? That's going to be you. That's going to be me. If we decide not to do things because our friends talked us out of it, we're the ones that are going to be missing out, not them. They have their own issues. They have their own concerns. But we have one life and one life to live. And that's all we get. And we don't know how long it's going to be. So who are you making decisions for? Are you going to own the regrets? Because no one else is going to. I challenge you to become conscious of your life, what you're doing. And on a scale of one to 10, determine just how badly you want something. Are you prepared to do what it takes to get out there and do those things that you say you want? I know I'm trying new things and I'm recognizing that, you know, for some of us, time is getting a little bit short. I know eventually I will run out of time. We all run out of time. We don't have unlimited time. In fact, it's our only limited resource. Once today is gone, once this minute is gone, never to come back again. So some of us are closer to the finish line than others. But I, for one, am not going to sit around and have regrets when I'm older because I missed out today. Because I'm living each day as fully as I possibly can, taking charge of those things I can take charge of and not regretting those things I can't control. Food for thought. So until next time, think about this. Are you living the life you are meant to live? Are you living fully, meaningfully, purposefully every day? Think about it. You can start with just one small change and that's just being more conscious. So this is Mary McCartney closing off, daring you to go out there and live the life you are meant to live. Till next time.